There it is. You know and love it. It's the beautiful sound of Jeff Goldblum. Rar. Few things get me pumped up more. It, right there. Yes. Like you're ready to run a marathon after that. I think one of the most overwhelming pieces of feedback from people that have listened to our podcast has been how much they enjoy the intro. I, I think it's probably the best part of the podcast. It may be the Ironically, only, it's not a, just the best part, the only good part. Only good part. It's right at the start. <laughs> uh, welcome to Jurassic Pod, a podcast 65 million years in the making. I'm Luke Ferris. With me, of course, is Michael Wynn. Well, Mike Wynn. We yeah. just talked about off, yeah. off mic that... Yeah. Yeah. None of the listeners will understand that, but yeah. Um, so you go by Mike, but professionally, do you go by Michael? No, I go by Mike J. Mike J. Wynn. Mike J. Wynn. And, and so in meetings, ask, yeah. hi, Mike J. There's a lot of a lot of listeners of our podcast are actually coworkers of mine. Right, we have a big uh, We've been talking about this contingency, listener contingency. So yeah. a shout out to all the Yang Fang y- Yan fans. Fung. Young Fung fans. Yan Fung. <laughs> anyway. So, YF fans. It's yeah, funny because people say YF because yeah. it, it's just easier to say. Uh, yeah, so shout out to our YF fan contingency. We have a little Jurassic group that has sprung up in the last couple months. Yeah. Because of Dominion, because of us, because of the, the intro theme song? I what think, do you think? I think at one point I somebody like I shared with somebody that I did a Jurassic Park podcast with you. And which um, which to to not to butt in, but I think anytime that comes up in a work scenario, like yeah. an interesting fact, people cling on to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And so then it got shared by whoever I shared it to. On to, on the internet? Yeah, it got <laughs> like I I told that to somebody at work, and then it got brought up in another conversation, and it kept getting brought up into more and more conversations, and then a lot of people, and then people started listening to it. Like I thought it was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, like, Mike has a podcast. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, oh yeah, probably a ton of people at work have podcasts. Like, it, you know, as like a hobby or whatever. Well, but, YF is a pretty big organization, so I mean, this could be a real niche uh, growth if we can. Get it is it global. It is a big organization, but yeah, it's been very interesting. There's been people that, um, like I had, uh, there's a guy at work. Um, he's an engineering manager and he told me that his son started listening to our podcast. Wow. So it's like, going beyond just the so co-working like, oh, relationship. So, it's like, going so to you and your night. son listened to the podcast and he was like, no, my son, I told my son that you had a podcast and he found it and started listening to wow. it. Wow. That's that's beautiful. So shout out to all the YF fans. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for all you do in the community. Yes. Okay. So speaking of YF, uh, we have to bring in a good friend of the pod. Uh, he, we have, I guess, we, can you, we have yeah, a clip. Let me set this up. We have a clip. Yeah. So, so we set this up, Mike. Yeah. So kind of piggybacking off of what I just shared with how I've had a lot of coworkers get into this podcast. There's a specific coworker, like you mentioned, a good friend of our pod, who before uh, he started listening to our podcast, actually had never seen a Jurassic. So Park he movie. started listening to the podcast without ever, without ever seeing the movie. So totally, right, unknown quantity, right. And and he just kind of thought that they were, and he kind of ex- explains it in his own words, and we'll get to that. But um, but yeah, so he started watching the movies based off of the interest that it got generated from listening to our podcast. 
And so then he powered through the movies. Wow. And then uh, he wanted to do it in time in order to go see Dominion in theaters. So this was a few weeks ago, but he called me up and said, hey, I'm done with all the movies. I'm going to go see Dominion in theaters. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, absolutely, because I wanted to see it again anyways. So I went with him and recorded some of his thoughts on the movie. All right. This is Mike and Andy prior to the movie walking into the theater. All right. We are here at Rivertown Crossings. I'm with a friend of the pod, Andy Warson. Um, Andy, uh, now, before today, before a month ago, how many Jurassic Park movies had you seen? Zero. (laughs) Zero. And because you were listening to Jurassic Pod, you went on this journey of Jurassic Discovery. Subscribed, resubscribed. Yes. Yes. Yep. And now we're here for your first viewing of Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion. What What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I've gone on a Jurassic journey over the past month, had some highs and lows. Uh, coming into this movie, I only have heard whisperings of it being eh, somewhere along the lines of bad. Okay. So uh, the bar is low, I okay. would say, for the movie to deliver. Now, the graphics have only gotten better. The dinosaurs have only gotten cooler. Yeah. I expect that to continue, the yeah. action scenes to continue. Okay. So we'll see if that holds true. The storyline, I texted you last night. I want to see what happens to Maisie yeah. and how that is uh, big, evolved. It's a big one. Yeah, big it's a one. big one. What, what role does she play? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'm excited to see the old character. Well, they're very new to me, yes. but older characters <laughs> yeah. come back more into the fold. Yeah. Big fan of Alan Grant. Now, so. you marathoned Jurassic Park Clawmark, yes. Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom in yes. the last two days. Yes, correct. Rainy day, Sunday. So, so everything is fresh for you? Very fresh, yes. Okay. Yes, very right. fresh, yes. Anything that you want to see coming out of Fallen Kingdom, anything that you want Jurassic World to clear up? Or Dominion to clear up? Dominion to clear up. Well, obviously you have dinosaurs that ran off into the wilderness yeah. with yeah. no leashes. No, and no they're leashes. not on an island anymore. <laughs> so we don't know where that's going to happen. Um, I would like to see the uh, what happens to Henry Wu, I believe, oh, or the, okay. the scientist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he's been an interesting character to watch over yeah. the last two movies. And... I'm not interested to see what happens between Owen and Claire, although I feel like they're going to tie it up somehow. Okay. I'm not interested in it, though. All right. Um, and I really don't know where they're going to end it. How are they going to close it up? Because I feel like this was an actual series where the first three movies were more on their own, yeah. but also together, but not as quite of a series as this is. So we'll see how they wrap it up. And maybe or maybe not set up another. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's head in and let's let's get the epic conclusion to this. So he he's he did a feat like it almost like feels like a a Guinness World Record like how can <laughs> like, it's, or people who binge Lord of the Rings extended editions in like one day like that's kind of what it felt like. But interestingly enough, he hit all the points that. 
I feel like I was interested Same. in prior to the movie. So even though he did mash them all up in a binge style, he came to kind of the same conclusions coming into Dominion that I feel like I had. I feel like I asked those same questions. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was really because I, ha- I actually had not talked to him through his journey. I, you know, I asked, oh, how'd you like it or whatever? But so I was really interested, just like you said, to hear that his what he was looking forward to, what he was thinking about was similar to ours. Now, I don't know if that's because we, there was a little bit of inception in this. Oh yeah, he because to he listened podcast. to our podcast. So we, before he watched the movies, right. so he was coming, we're, we're his foundation, right. essentially. He, yeah. we're the, we're the sacred text to his, the way he sees the Jurassic he, experience. He actually sent, he sent me a text <clears throat> um, of uh like as he was listening or watching these movies, he was sending me texts like, uh, these jokes are making a lot more sense now. <laughs> so, all right. So you recorded right after yes. you guys watched the movie. Yeah. So this is part two of Andy's finale of, of Dominion and Jurassic binge experience. Okay, here we are. This is now after the movie. Two hours and 36-ish minutes afterwards. Andy, give me your reactions. Okay. I actually enjoyed the movie. Okay. It was long. Yeah. The <laughs> first half was a long way. You could see where they were going in terms of trying to bring the new cast to meet the old cast uh, very early on, and it just took a while to get there. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure if they needed all... Anyways, the, the second half of the movie was very entertaining. Um, I don't want to say I called the Henry Wu thing, but I was very excited to see... In the see, beginning, you did yeah, say you needed yeah. some clarity on Wu. Yeah, Wu. It almost felt like he was in love with Maisie's mother. Ooh. In love with the idea of her. Mm. Something like In love that. with her mind, perhaps. Yeah. yeah the whole uh, love entanglement between Alan Grant... Uh, and Owen, they got their ladies. Yep. And so that, I guess, was great for them. Yep. That also was a bit drawn out. Uh, Ian <laughs> Ian brought the comedic humor. Yep. Multiple times. He really stole the show at the end there. The, <laughs> the, the calf comment with... <laughs> Maybe one of the greatest movie lines. Other than chair... Yes. Yes. Okay, from from Fallen Kingdom. From Fallen Kingdom, maybe the second funniest line of the uh, of the franchise. Um, I did appreciate where they ended it in terms of the animals coexisting. I thought that the villain could have been better. Ooh. Okay, you thought that the Tim Cook remake, <laughs> yeah, could have been better. I I leaned over for context for whoever's listening. I leaned over to Mike. We are that evil man appeared yes and i said he looked like a not as mean version of uh steve jobs yes yeah turns out he was wicked evil but also like not really i mean he was kind of like a just an idiot yeah he's just a loser <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, he's definitely but, definitely has been a loser his whole life <laughs> like and the fact that so he did did you uh, as so, okay so you've watched all the movies yeah like inside of the last three months basically yes okay did you pick up on the fact that the villain in this movie is the guy who newman oh yeah not newman but yeah know i know newman yeah soul was trying to steal the dinosaur embryos for in the first movie 
That's Dodgson. I did not get that call back. Yeah, so Dodgson not. was working for Biosyn even back uh, then and was trying to okay. steal the okay. science and research. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So okay. that's his significance. Okay, I didn't get that. I'm going to pause it right there. That reaction is like... It, explains so much why people didn't like this movie yes the general public didn't like this movie the critics didn't like this movie sorry just had to interject that i just felt i had just a aha moment the way yeah. he reacted to that yeah i just thought he was a loser <laughs> like, like he didn't <laughs> well, see that's Ramsey. also true <laughs> he didn't see that ramsey was helping him until the end like it was just wild like Whoa. so so you so, so speaking of ramsey yeah. in the middle of the movie you leaned over to me and said something about ramsey yes he was my favorite ally of the franchise okay and some of that is because prior allies not super great yep. aka the kirby's um yep. and so he didn't have that high of a bar but i did appreciate him actually utilizing his talents to deceive and yeah. actually... I like that. I like that take. in some ways, the main protagonist in the whole movement to uh, vocalize and make public what mm. was happening. You're right. Yes. Yes. So. And, and while we're here breaking... So this is the second time I've seen it now. Yes. And the... Um, something I noticed that I picked up on in this viewing... Okay. Um, very early on in the movie, when... Um, the three characters are like raiding the farm or whatever. Yes. And um, Zia Rodriguez's character, and then yes. I can't remember the guy, the other character's name. They basically say, "Hey, don't you have kind of this weird thing with Owen still?" Yeah. And then they say, "Oh, not weird, but like, like surprising." Surprising. And I thought maybe that's kind of like an inside. Maybe that's kind of like the movie being self-aware that like they're saying we recognize that. <laughs> There's a lack of chemistry between these actors, and so them being together is kind of uh, Oh, my gosh. That's At good. At some point, you have to talk about the... Did you talk about the parenting? The horrific have you listened, parenting. Have you listened no, to- I have not listened oh, okay. to Dominion. It was horrific. That was the worst parenting I've ever seen. I don't know seen. if we mentioned it. No. I have to go back and listen. No, but. no, 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 no. That was really bad. All right, so final thought. Give me your favorite part of the movie, if you haven't already mentioned it. Maybe you have. Uh, my favorite part of the movie... That's a tough one. Um, the scene at the end with the, um, also the gigasaurus. Giga Giganotosaurus? Too, too many syllables. <laughs> That's how I feel, Andy. I feel that yeah, yeah. very truly. They said, I thought they were kidding. No. Um, but no, the prior names, the, the Indoraptor. Yes. Um, and... Uh, the in or the Indominus Rex, yes. much better names. Uh, yep. Lack of a name, but still ferocious. Yep. Loved the T Rex coming in at the end. Um, that's what you were hoping. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Big yeah. The old dinosaurs. girl wins. Yeah. Mm. The old girl wins. Yes. Um, I do. I liked the chase scene in the city. Oh. I thought yeah, that was really. really I thought in Malta, that was well yeah. Yeah, in Malta. I thought that was well done. I don't understand how Claire got so athletic so quickly. But it was really impressive. Just work it out. Fair um, enough. And then the, enough. the jump into the plane. Although not maybe all that necessary, throwing it back to my earlier comment, but yes. it was still entertaining. So so you've now seen the whole franchise. Yeah. Where does it rank in franchises for you? Not saying it's probably not number one. Not number but, one. But in terms of movie franchises that you've consumed, how, where do you fall? <laughs> So I know you're a big Marvel fan. I am a big Avengers fan. Um, I also loved the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman of course. saga. Yes. 
Yes. That was also a great series. And this would be somewhere after that. Okay. Um, okay. So, so higher I'm, than you expected higher than before I expected you started before. watching movies? Okay. I think when I originally think of Jurassic Park, of like these old movies that weren't super cool and mm. just had They're non- just dinosaurs. Yeah, but the, it was... Uh, this is going to age me in okay. the other way, but I always thought they didn't have the graphics to support a realistic... And that's not the point of the movie. Interesting. Yeah. The point of the movies is not like, hey, check out this super realistic dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. So uh, when you get behind that and you understand the story and the purpose of the movies, um, I actually really enjoyed them. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir, for inviting me on your thank journey you, here. Thank you for starting the Jurassic journey for me. Oh, my pleasure. All right. All right. All right. Great. Signing off. Beautiful. Wow. So, what a great way to end that experience. Uh, thank you, Andy, by the way. Clap yes. it up for Andy for, yeah. for Praises to Andy. incredible. <clears throat> one of the things one of the things I wanted to highlight about this, and Andy is kind of the vehicle in this, but this really made me proud of the work that we've done with this pro- podcast. Yes. Because <clears throat> Andy's the example. Um, and I'm not sure that there are a hundred Andy's that came out of us making this podcast, but um, here's a guy that had never seen the movies, really had no interest in them, and then gave him a shot because a couple guys decided that these were movies interesting enough to make a podcast on and really enjoyed the franchise. And I think, to your point, that's kind of the disconnect between why the critics didn't like it and why the fans loved Dominion is that the fans knew what they wanted from the franchise and the critics thought they knew what the fran or they tried to think of what the franchise should provide. Yeah, uh, they they from an artistic yeah, standpoint. and it was compared to other things happening in in movies. What Andy brought up, I think, is really fascinating because hearing from somebody who he's maybe a little bit younger than us, so maybe sees those movies as older movies, or well, the CGI is not very good, so why even yeah. why even care? And then him saying it's not actually about. CGI dinosaurs like that's it's obviously it is about it but it's there's the deeper conflict and messages of of Jurassic Park in the franchise is what drives it and why I still love Dominion Uh, and yeah I think that's why we started this podcast we started this as an exploration of why these movies why this franchise has continued to last for for years and decades and it's yes dinosaurs we all love dinosaurs they're very cool but it's how dinosaurs reflect these larger themes of creation, of science, of man's relation to nature, responsibility, corporations, all these things that make this story so f- more, so much more than just a action romp or a pop, yeah, you know, fiction kind of aspect. It's deeper than that, and that's that's what we've learned, and I feel like that's what I've learned, and what has actually doubled down my passion for this franchise is when those themes and messages are a part of the story. And that's why, going back to reflecting on Dominion, I actually have not seen it a second time, and we'll get to more reasons why I haven't seen it a second time. I still feel pretty strong about where I have it sitting. I think I was pretty high on it after we watched it, and I will admit I am an extremely, especially if... All it takes for me is 
uh, I got me and my friends went to a movie together in person uh, at four o'clock on a Thursday, and it was a Jurassic movie, and we had popcorn and Mike snuck in beer. Honestly, <laughs> whatever's on the screen, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm gonna come off with a high, but I, I I enjoyed the movie a lot, and that's why I give it such a high rating. I think retroactively, I would lower my ranking a little bit, but. I still think it's probably my it's definitely my favorite of the Jurassic World yes. trilogy. I don't think it's I I don't think it's as good as Clawmark. Me neither. I think Clawmark is one of those movies and we, could, we obviously we could dive into it and you know Daniel has done the work for us is it's a re, such a easy rewatchable movie. This one probably not as much because of the length because of the length but yeah thank you andy that was it was really cool to hear someone outside of outside our, of yeah. our our because we've it's funny because we were outside of the world through this podcast we've didn't like we're fully immersed in the deep the fan jurassic culture, subculture yeah which is beautiful and wonderful and we've talked about how much we've enjoyed being part of it and it's been an honor um but it's fun to like get back out of the deep end and be like, oh yeah, this is just an average person who likes movies, but didn't have a childhood experience with Jurassic Park. So it's coming in very raw and hot. I think it's very interesting that he, he binged Clawmark world and fallen kingdom right into. Yes. Because he basically did the two Spielbergs. Yeah. Took a break. And then, well, there was reasons for that, but it mostly (laughs) centered on the first two he watched with his wife um, and she didn't have a lot of interest in watching the third one. She didn't have the. So he kept delaying watching the third one. And she. What's made, his wife's name again? His, his wife's name is Bree. 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 Shout out to Bree. Shout out to Bree. You know, if you're listening. If you're listening, Bree, which I'm sure <laughs> Andy, you're not. If, Andy, if you could tell Bree. Andy, if you're listening right now, pause, find Bree in your house and hit back 15, 15, hit the 15 back, 15 seconds back about four times. Bree, now listen to that. Now catch up. Thank you for at least watching two of these movies. But we highly encourage you watch more. Yeah, she said that the one of the reasons why she didn't have an interest in watching the third movie was because Andy had started exclusively referring to the third movie as Jurassic Park Clawmark based on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Bree, don't. Don't take it out on Jurassic Park because of the way we talk about it. Find your own path. <laughs> Discover your own joy within the franchise. You don't have to yeah. latch on to the way we experience it. Because yeah. we experience it different than other people. And and that and honestly, I think that the episode we did with our wives was one of the br- most brilliant ideas that our wives ever had. Um, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily their idea, but I want to give we, them credit yeah, we, for, yeah. for being there and being it, and being open to being it. Being there but. was that was the big the big the big thing. Yeah, it, it is it is it is fun to just reflect on how much we've learned about the franchise, dove into it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna drift off into some reflections, but I, I do want to ask you something. This is totally hot this is we didn't talk about this at all and i'm gonna ask you if you want to do this there is a honest trailer for dominion do you want to watch it i haven't seen it yet okay i haven't seen it 
We don't have to. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. No, I think we should. So do we could we could go totally raw into this. Is there a cinema sense for it too? I don't. I don't know. I'll have to check it out. Okay. I I, I didn't want to force this because this is going to be a, this could be bad. Like they could, it could they could rip it. Well, I anticipate that they rip it. Okay. We wouldn't. I I expect them to rip it. Honest trailers is like, the, like none of the movies actually get good honest trailers. <laughs> So I anticipate that this is going to rip the the movie. I don't expect them to be a glowing review. I expect very much that they will have a negative opinion, even from our own opinions on the movie. But that being said, it should be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> That's a good setup. Here we go. This is Honest Trailer. After the Honest Trailer, check out the Honest theme song and music video we made for the Jurassic World franchise. <laughs> no, that might be good, too. <laughs> From the studio, living off Toretto fumes and minion juice, it's <laughs> Hollywood's most reliable franchise. Because every new one is worse than the last. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion. How do these all make a billion dollars? <laughs> Dinosaurs have spread throughout the entire world. Off camera, in between sequels. Dinosaurs are in our world. Because Colin Trevorrow knows what you really want for the epic conclusion of his Dino Trilogy. Locusts. Locusts altered with Cretaceous era DNA. Is Locust in Nebraska about to wrap it up? Got <laughs> <laughs> that line. The same old dinos do the same old things. The big new addition to the franchise is Bug Stuff. The Locust's prehistoric <laughs> DNA has made them stronger than they should be. <sighs> yes. Nobody said there'd be bugs. They did not. Yet, here we are. <laughs> locust, mandibles, wings, thorax. Do they, they know that bugs aren't dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Look out, because everything you hate is back. Like Chris Pratt, who's appearing in six major releases over just 12 months. Go away. <laughs> the ass-kicking, roof-jumping, dinosaur-fighting survivalist. And if you're asking, wasn't she a white-collar executive just a few years ago? <laughs> the point. original cast is back, too. Laura Dern shines in pairs of increasingly high-waisted pants. <laughs> the most beloved actor of all time. Because who else could overcome this dialogue? He slid into my DMs. No. <laughs> that was bad. Boom, a chaotic wise-ass who's taken a job just for the money. Playing Ian Malcolm, <laughs> wise ass who's taking the job just for the money. Well, I got five kids, you know, so uh, expenses add up. And the Which is true. Of Dr. Alan Grant, who triumphantly returns after he triumphantly returned for Jurassic Park 3. Alan. <laughs> yes. Welcome back. Alan. No one was stupid Three times. another dinosaur theme park. But one corporation was so dumb, they built their Apple store in Dinosaur Canyon. Are there, um, dinosaurs in the mines? There are dinosaurs everywhere. There, plots the evil CEO, Dodson. Remember? Dodson? Dodson, we've got Yes, yes. Who along with the scheming Dr. Wu, of course. Not him. It's always him. Has a plan to capture Maisie the Clone, a girl suffering from You're Not Even My Real Mom. You can't keep me here, you're not my mother. And I'm not even real, Mom. Besides, I'm not even a real person anyway. To take a tissue sample from her body that could cure all human disease. 
I'm sorry, but that sounds extremely worth it. Now, why are they kept distracting you with locusts? <laughs> That's bananas. So instead of staring in awe while your jaw drops in wonder, stare grimly at the empty burnt field the franchise has become <laughs> as they scrape the scrapings off the bottom of the waste barrel at the Barrel Bottom Recycling Factory with the obligatory bigger T-Rex. Kicking out a Saurus. Biggest carnivore the world has ever seen. Obligatory evil science company. I might have made it seem as if biasin wasn't rotten to the core. And obligatory divorce stuff. It's over. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. On top of newer tropes, like the obligatory lack of chemistry between the leads. Yes. <laughs> obligatory girl with one line about being gay that's easy to cut out for the China release. Oh. Obligatory oh, moment wow. where you can stop any dinosaur from attacking by making a stop sign with your hand. Yeah, I knew this was gonna be there. Staying out of trouble. Come on, Colin. You know that only works on Blue because Owen trained her from birth to follow hand signals. You should know better. You wrote all of these. <laughs> Every single time, <laughs> we all act surprised. Starring so Owen, great E for effort. <laughs> Bryce Dallas, how have they not asked me to take over these yet? That's Home true. kids are weird. Thank you for your fan service. <laughs> Steve Knob. Woo is for the children. Han Yolo, yeah. Lupin the Turd. Yeah. The dinos have large talons. <laughs> I like that. And the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Jurassic World? Not a fan. Mm -mm. <laughs> Jurassic World, Episode 6, The Clone Wars. Yes. The Clone Wars, that's so good. That's good. What's that saying, uh, we're three meals away from anarchy. If we don't stop them, you can pick your last three meals. What? What are you talking about? What? 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 Thanks for watching. I didn't, I didn't know about all the what's in there. That's, the oh my that's word. Funny. So pretty, pretty uh, spot on like what we thought uh, the, the hot takes were. Um, not surprised on, on any of those. I think the hand thing people get frustrated about. I think the only time it's frustrating is when they're doing it to the other dinosaurs. Yes. When they do it to the raptors, it makes sense because that's how they were trained. Exactly. Well, when they do it to blue, it makes sense. I guess with baby blue, the or the other raptors that were in that, um, I guess baby blue. You could make the argument that um, she is genetically similar to blue, and therefore um, would have some of the same DNA. Just got just use the DNA. Oh DNA, yeah, DNA. It's, the it's DNA. fine. It's just the DNA, guys. Don't don't worry about <laughs> that's it. It's just, it's just the DNA. That's Luke's favorite cop out for anytime <laughs> someone asks him a question about the franchise. It's the DNA. That's it. sorry. We don't know because we don't see the DNA. We have we don't actually see the science of it. We we hear about it, but it's it's the DNA. It's just like the force. We don't we don't really understand fully the force. We don't understand the DNA. We don't understand the science. Uh, that was good. That There's was some good, good laughs. Uh, but there, that is definitely the tone of most non-Jurassic fans. Yeah. But it goes to the question is, would you... 
like I, I don't know how you would have made a better version of where we were at in the franchise with that. No, I thought, I, and we talked, we look, we beat this horse to death in the recap episode. We beat and, this raptor to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you and Daniel talked about it as well. Um, it it's the best way to conclude what we had. Yeah. It wasn't going to win any awards. No. No, and that's not what we were here for. No one was here I, for that. Something you met, some as you were as we were talking, um, I just kind of thought about it. it's hard to call. Um, so if we isolate um, the Jurassic Park franchise and all movies into just the subcategory of major franchises, okay, right. um, it's hard to call any movie that grosses a billion dollars a cult movie. But out of all the big box office franchises i feel like jurassic park most closely fits as a cult um franchise i think so too because of it has a book source material it's not like fast and furious where there's no book source material and i'm sure there's cult like following for fast and furious and there's fan fiction and stuff but because there's books based on the franchise it does feel more of like that the the people who really love it really really love it and there's a deep understanding of it and it's not because they are getting oscar worthy movies it's because of the whole world and the ideas that were are created from it and that's why i think it's a it's a cool franchise and why we've gone down this path is understanding that it's not necessarily just like the on a trailer said oh same dinosaurs doing the dinosaur things yes it is and that's exciting, but that's not why. That's not the only reason people go to watch these movies. Yeah. Otherwise, they could just watch Godzilla. Right. I would be interested in a series. Okay. Um. It and I would probably. I don't have whatever Universal puts that puts their series. If there was a streaming flat, platform for whatever. Peacock. Peacock. Okay. Yeah. So, that's what it would be. Um, <clears throat> if they, I would, I would, if I didn't already have Peacock, I would purchase a subscription to Peacock in order to watch a series that, um, centers around totally new characters. Um, but maybe characters who are, are those who work in the, um, in the government agency, Associated with tracking and yeah, the wildlife that, agency. Yes, the do, wildlife do, do, you could do, do like a not like a CSI, but like yeah. you could do a, a, a not a, not a twenty episode cable show, but you could do something like eight like episodes, that. eight episodes. Yeah, that'd be really that's a really good idea. It's something like that that I think would maybe pull back in critics, pull back in maybe that general public. Well, I think it would. I, I think it would really alleviate a lot of the the. the um, the issues that the franchise has in terms of like writing the same script over and over again. Right. There's always a science or like the like the honest trailer said. There's always a science organization. There's this lack of chemistry between these two characters. There's there's all these issues, um, these tropes that we just kind of rehash. And uh, but I I think that's a that's a lazy take. It because is a, it every is to an extent. A, a lot of the big franchises right now are facing this same problem. Obviously, it's different circumstances, but Marvel movies. There's always a big blue alien. Like it, like the Marvel movies are starting to feel very generic, very like, okay, we get it here, insert quip yeah. here, insert quip here, insert callback here, insert character reveal here, insert like 
overcoming villain here. Have you heard... Same Matt, thing with Star Wars. Have you heard... Um, I don't know how, how recent it is, but um, uh, in the streaming era, Matt Damon was on Hot Ones. Did you hear this? Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen that episode yet. Um, Matt Damon's on Hot Ones, and Sean Evans asked him um, why they don't make movies for people like him anymore. And Matt Damon had this brilliant explanation for why movies aren't made. And um, I won't try to capture everything that he said, but basically, um, because uh, the DVD doesn't exist anymore, um, they the studios need to get all their all money, their from, money the from the theaters. Yeah, and so now uh, there are movies like and Matt Damon gave an example of a movie he was in. I can't remember, but he gave this example. Stillwater, probably. Mm-mm, nope, but. Um, he it was a movie that was going to cost 50 million dollars to make and then the studio was telling him um that it was going to take 50 million dollars in in advertising and promotion um and so that means no matter what he has to make a hundred million dollars with the movie before he can even start seeing a profit and so um there's a ton of movies that fall into a category that will never make a hundred million dollars unless there's a revenue stream after theaters um, that that just can't get made anymore. Yeah. it We're in a... And that's why... And I don't want to go too deep into this because it's a bigger conversation, but well, I think it's important when we're talking about Jurassic because there's kind of this tipping point with COVID, with the streaming wars, with big like blockbuster movie franchises. Did this just happen with Warner Brothers where they pulled a... Oh, yeah. Batgirl, which was a a streaming supposed to be a streaming movie, but made in a book like a blockbuster budget, and they, instead of even doing any mark, like the marketing budgets for these things are what the problem is sometimes because that's an extra fifty million. People don't realize the marketing is half the cost of making Greg movies. To talk about that, yeah, and and I get it. It's like they're like, well, we could if 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 it's the third end of the third quarter, fourth yeah. quarter. We have to make decisions. And I say all that because um, you brought up a good point about how Jurassic isn't suffering any challenges that aren't unique to other franchises. Right. And And what I'm saying is that Matt Damon's explanation explains why, because the studios are choosing safe storytelling. Yeah. And they have to, because that's, or, or, and because the other, they're, what they're trying to do is like save their, their box office revenue. And then they're investing in streaming, but we're still in the early stages of these high investment streaming things where, you know, Netflix, HBO Max, they're 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 missing more than they're hitting. And it's tough because they can have numbers that show, oh, this this show, this movie got this many, you know, watches, that blah, 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 blah. But it's hard sometimes to track if that influenced subscribership. Now I'm sure HBO Max. They know their subscribership is going to go up because they they just released a new Game of Thrones. Amazon knows that, but the numbers don't are, the numbers don't necessarily aren't correlated. It's not like we just bought a Dominion ticket, ten percent goes to the yeah. theater, ten percent like it's not a one for one transaction as much as like we have X subscribers. Now we're going to see a peak if we have the new Lord of the Rings show, but is that? Is that does that last longer? Like, is that year yeah. over year? HBO Max has got some weird stuff because HBO just got bought by um, Discovery, right? So and the, they are slashing. And that's the, the thing: you have these mergers and, and things like that are going to happen. But so anyway, because going back to Jurassic is 
I think we're not going to know what happens next until some of the, and maybe it never is, is, is stays the same, but some of these more of the, the logistics of what's happening with cinema streaming and just entertainment digitally kind of not taper out, but kind of like they figure out what, what actually is working. Um, but here's the deal. Jurassic world dominion worked. You cannot argue about that. It worked from a financial standpoint and from a diehard fan standpoint, it worked well. The only thing it didn't work well on is general critics and general public view. Yeah. So, well, Luke, what are you working on these days? Well, Mike, it's been a journey as we've as we've gone through Jurassic Pod, and we started out this podcast as really the exploration of this franchise and its fans, understanding why it it makes so much impact beyond just movies, TV, comics, toys, and and why it continues to last. Why we're having conversations about what's next. And we started this leading up to Dominion. The whole idea was let's do a rewatch podcast to lead up to Dominion. We had delays because of COVID, because the movie was delayed. And through that, we've met people, we've talked to people, we've had fun discussions, we've had serious discussions, but it's all been central around this community of Jurassic. And as we move forward, you know, Jurassic Pods is still going to be a thing. It's still going to be a, a, a something that you need to say subscribe to. There's going to be episodes that come out as more news comes out. Uh, what we're what is changing is I'm working on a, a new project, and Mike is going to be part of that project, and I hopefully you, the listener, will be part of this project, uh, where we're going to talk about more things than just Jurassic. The show is called Least Important Things. It's a podcast about the most important of the least important things in our life: movies, entertainment, pop culture, anything that gets you excited, like Jurassic, that gives us purpose. We're going to talk about. So that's going to be a new thing that's dropping soon. Uh, the good thing for you, listener, just stay, stay subscribed to this feed. And as soon as that goes live, there'll be the first couple episodes in the feed. So you can check it out. Subscribe to that new feed. Uh, Mike and I are going to be working on some fun stuff in that new feed. Yeah, we've got um, some ideas. Potentially, potentially, oh. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, don't give too much away. But there could it could be another franchise yeah. that we discuss. Oh yeah, another franchise that is uh, going to have some new movies coming out in the next twelve months. Yeah. So if you like our format, our style, that's not going to change. It just might happen more on the other yeah. feed. And it's not centered around this. You have got you've got other you got stuff you want to say. There's You're, there's a lot of Luke other is stuff. A, uh, listener Luke is a, a brilliant writer. You freelance. Thank you. Um, you also you work for a media. Uh, corporation, um, not necessarily as a writer, although you do write. I do write there. And, yeah. Um, so, so Luke is a has a brilliant creative mind. He's got um, some essays that you really want to work through. And least important things is a is a creative outlet for you to kind of work through some of that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that in your mind that you that you're putting on paper and some ideas for content here. And then this other idea of us doing something with another franchise is just. A part of that it's a sandbox to, for us to play in a little bit more and thank you mike i appreciate that so there's there's going to be essays there's going to be discussions and it's going to be very much listener driven so all of you listeners who have had feedback uh keegan you know all these folks that have, have have andy andy all these folks that have been with us on this journey there's going to be opportunities similar to dress prod where we want to get listeners involved and it's going to be a listener 
driven type of experience. Uh, but Jurassic Pod will still continue. Stay connected to the feed. We'll pop in here every now and again. And you'll want to subscribe to Least Important Things because you'll be hearing a lot more of Mike there as well um, as we dive into fun, some fun stuff. So that's kind of know, where we're at. We're, we know that we're going to get more Jurassic content in the future. We know it's going to come. Uh, and again, if you want the day-to-day, week-to-week, subscribe to Brad's podcast, all the great po- podcasts yeah. out there that are going to give you kind of the day-to-day. We were never going to be the newswire for Jurassic uh, because Brad is doing a great job over at the Jurassic Park podcast. But if you like our style, our loosey-goosey style, our rewatch style, uh, we will be coming back in, in, in different ways as we... I guess build up to whatever happens next. I think that's the big unknown, but we'll have some fun stuff sprinkled in. Um, so stay subscribed to this feed because you never know when we're going to drop in. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be very exciting. We'll, we'll drop in. Maybe we'll do a draft. Like a raptor episode. in the forest. Like a raptor in the forest. We'll drop in out of nowhere. So you want to stay subscribed. They always come from the sides. They always, and then you can say clever, clever girl as soon as you see that refreshed on your feed. So that's what's coming up next, listeners. Again, it's been an great summer it's been an amazing journey as we've gotten to basically the conclusion of this part of the franchise uh starting with the trinity all the way back in 1993 mike i want to ask you some big high level questions about what what have you learned through this journey on jurassic pod i learned that so I always felt like when people asked me what some of my favorite movies were, and I always shared that Jurassic Park was one of them, I always, I, I never really felt that there was a lot of uh, shared sentiment there. And what I realized was I wasn't sharing that sentiment in, in the group that I've come to find through this podcast. Um, this podcast has kind of shown me that my, my fandom in Jurassic Park was, um, was warranted. It was justified. It was totally justified. And should be celebrated. I think I learned that too. I th- I've said this already on the podcast before, but I'll continue to say it again. The Jurassic fandom community is one of the best fan communities I've ever interacted with on the internet. Uh, just the kindness, the openness, the excitement, the positivity, even if they don't like everything that happens, there is a inner instinct to just be happy and excited. I think that comes from that more of that indie like <laughs> aspect you were talking about. Even though it's a billion dollar franchise, it still feels like an indie kind of cult following where Yeah. I think Brad said this where we want more of this. We want more po-. he's like, Brad said this when we interviewed him over a year ago. We want more podcasts. We want more people talking about this cuz the more we talk about it, the more Jurassic right. content we'll get, the more official content we'll get. And that's really exciting that that attitude is is permeated throughout the Jurassic fandom. We've seen that firsthand and hopefully you as listeners have experienced that love and joy of that community. And you do not find that with different subcultures and subgroups on the internet and fandoms. You don't find that openness and positivity that much. And I think it goes back to my other big takeaway is sorry, the DNA of Jurassic park comes to ask the big questions. Why are we here? Our relations to the to the universe, to the world that we live in, with nature, with, with animals. How do we make decisions as a society, even the smartest to the most basic citizen, how do we make decisions to live in this world, uh, to find a way through life? 
And that's to me what this franchise is all about, because those are the questions that we all have deep down. And when you can do it in a safe context of a funny action adventure movie with funny one-liners, but then also really deep questions, it helps process and understand it better. Even though it's a fantasy, it's very real in the world we live in today. And you can have context in understanding it. And I've actually learned more about myself and my perspective with the world, with climate change, with all the external things that happen in our world that we can't control, don't understand, can't even comprehend. It really goes back to the life finds a way for me. Uh, it's kind of a mantra that I've gone back to where like our universe, our world will find a way. We just have to understand how we fit into that way. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, thank you, Michael. This has been an awesome adventure, and we're going to have more adventures to continue. Um, I'm also moving. That's also oh, the reason yeah. we've, <laughs> we've buried the lead. So this is the last time we're recording in the 30th Street Studios oh. where we started the podcast. So I, I'm Michael and I are moving away from each other physically, but spiritually we will be connected uh, into you, the listener. You can't get rid of me that easy. No. Well, should we end it the way we started it? Yes. Dig up, dig up dinosaurs?